Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. All right, gearheads, welcome to the show. We just watched the Formula One Mexican Grand Prix, and Max Verstappen wins his 14th race of the season. Boom. There's the, there's the right <laughs> word, boom, yeah. The uh, most ever from a driver in a single season. This is John Massengill sitting in the studio in Austin, Texas, and I'm joined by Jonathan Green, Les Kaiser, and Bob Varsha over Zoom. And we're going to have an, a special guest that we're going to introduce here in just a moment. But I want to start with you, Mr. Varsha. Yo, <laughs> yo, he's awake. So, um, not Is the it most. Over? Yeah, <laughs> uh, we have to admit it. It's not the most exciting. From uh... <clears throat> the podium was the most exciting part. I just watched it. <laughs> no, no, this is awesome though. Uh, what'd you think, Bob? Well, you know, if you're a fan of tire strategies and the DRS and and all that sort of thing, and some beautiful crowd shots and what have you, or Mexico City as a as a worldwide metropolis, uh, you probably thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, but, you know, honesty compels me to admit that was a bit of a snoozer. Um, another dominant show by uh, Max Verstappen and Red Bull, who are now just obviously completely in control of, uh, of their destiny. And by extension, everybody else's. Uh, nice battle for a while um, for second and third place. And then everything just seemed to get strung out again. Um, probably the highlight for me was the driving of Daniel Ricciardo, the much maligned yeah. and soon-to-be former McLaren driver Daniel Ricciardo, who got a little over-aggressive and clouded uh, Yuki Sonoda out of the race and was given a 10-second penalty, but he was on a set of red tires that he was running extra laps on, and he just flew and wound up uh, not only moving up to uh, get good points in, what was he, um, seventh for his McLaren team, who were in a battle for a good position at the Constructors' Championship, but he also overcame a 10-second penalty for causing a collision and held on to that position, whereas he might have lost it had he not done so. So, you know, that was fun to watch. Um, the rest of it, congratulations to Max Verstappen. <laughs> and to Sergio Perez getting, Perez getting back on the uh, podium again in his home Grand Prix. Yeah, Jonathan, what do you think? I mean, Perez yeah. could have had better with a pit stop, maybe. Yeah, that five-second pit stop never helped uh, compared to a two-second uh, two one by, uh, obviously, his teammate. Uh, but, Perez, I mean, you know, like you say, uh, it wasn't the most exciting of races. I think... I think for me, what stands out, you know, when I see the chance of Hamilton versus Verstappen, 
we all went, oh, mouth-watering, mm-hmm. and we all think back to last year. I think with Max taking the 14th win and beating the record the most uh, in a season, Vettel and Schumacher held it at 13. Um, Hamilton before that had 12 in a season. It, I think that puts to bed any question marks as to whether Red Bull, whether they spent too much money, they didn't spend too much money, deserve to be in this ascendance and have stopped the dominance by Mercedes in Formula One of the last decade. And that bodes well for the future of the sport and they thoroughly deserve it uh, regardless of some of the issues that they've had uh, and today just proved it. Well, I want to take this opportunity. We have someone who's joined us in the booth here in Austin to give his perspective. We have a young race car driver that we have been following for a couple of years. He lives right here in Austin, Texas, and he's currently in the USF4 championship right now. Ryan Sheehan. Ryan, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Uh, what is your take on this race today? I know it was a little slow, but uh, but what'd you think? Yeah, I mean, pretty dominant after the the first round of pit stops by Mac. So, yeah, I mean, the, the battle was, was you know, you didn't really know who was going to end up on top um, at the start. But, yeah, once, once Max had those mediums on it, sayonara. Well, we're going to be picking your brain today about getting the driver's perspective because right now you're currently third and uh, fourth, fourth yeah. in the USF4 championship. You've had a fantastic run lately. You've had, what, two wins and five or six podiums? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a, a good streak going until uh, a DNF ended it, but I think it was uh, five or six podiums in a row and then the two wins. Uh, we got some good news coming from you later in the show. Jonathan, you've been following this young man for longer than I have. Yeah, yeah and I want to put it in perspective. This week, he obviously, he's racing um, for the final three races in the championship. Mathematically, he has a chance of winning the overall title. You never say never in Formula 4. Um, <laughs> and he's going to be racing here at home. And I, and I just, you know, I want to let the audience in the USA know that this is the first driver we've had from Austin who went to the Circuit of the Americas. Uh, well, I'll let him tell the story. But, uh, you know, he's coming full circle because he's about to go international racing. Um, and that's a story in itself. I'll be there with him. Um, but I think, you know, it, it, it's the first Austinite we've finally seen catch the bug and live the dream, live in the dream, yeah, would you say? Tell us, Ryan, how you got in, interested in all this. Yeah, um, Coda was definitely the thing that, uh, that, you know, gave me the bug. Uh, right when it opened, we went, went out and watched some sports cars uh, go out and that just fell in love with it. Um, how old were we? I think it was eight. It was in 2013, <laughs> like a year after it opened. So eight years old, went in, told my dad I wanted to be a race car driver. Luckily, he didn't. Your dad's young, but face. he looks about 86 since you made that decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have aged a bit. There you go. Uh, that's the way it's supposed to work. You go to the race and you go, that's what I want to do. And what was the first thing you did? Because there's a lot of kids out there listening. What What did you do? Oh, uh, yeah, go-karting. Okay. I mean, that's where pretty much oh, yeah. probably everyone on the F1 grid started. Um, I mean, you learn all your basic racecraft there. So... Uh, uh, I mean, if you want to be a race car driver, that's where you start. So we did that for six-ish years, and yeah, still carrying all that uh, that information that I learned in karting with me to today. And you made a big impact in Austin too. I mean, you you and your father have spent a lot of time getting the support uh, from the community in Austin, and I think that's a that again, that's something that's not happened before. Yeah, um, there hasn't. Re- I mean, obviously, uh, Coda has people involved in Formula One, but even a few years ago, it wasn't that big. Um, you know, people might know of Formula One, but they don't really know anything. Uh, so yeah, it's been uh, it's been nice to be able to you know talk to people. You know, going to chamber meetings uh, is something that we've done a lot. But yeah, they actually really know what Formula One is now. So that's been oh, really that, interesting. That's awesome because you know I remember when this first you know came to light. 
that uh, everybody seems to just think racing is NASCAR. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard to do it. I remember us going to an event and there was a football guy leading the discussion and it was like, no, no, please stop talking. <laughs> but now here you go. Uh, so you've got a nice rack of, of uh, sponsors net that are in behind you now. That hasn't been easy, but are you also seeing those people begin to recognize the racing that you're doing? Yeah. Um, I think even in the last year around Austin uh, or some of my sponsors around Austin have really, you know, gotten involved in it and gotten really excited about it. Um, I've had a few out uh, when I raced at Coda in September and they just, you know, they fell in love, you know, they were really invested, you know, they were, you know, happy to support me. But once they actually came out to the track, they were crazy. They were, they were really invested. So well, I think it cool. gives a lot of them a way to be part of racing. Yeah. All right, guys, let's talk a little Mexico Grand Prix. Got a little bit more. We had some news today or this weekend about the Mexico Grand Prix that it's going to continue. Isn't that right, Jonathan? Yeah, yeah. got an extension, um, a big extension for Mexico. Uh, as you know, uh, Coda's got his, its extension. Um, we know about Miami, but that's that all bodes well for North America full stop. You know, we've now got Canada's robust as it's ever been. Uh, Coda is going from strength to strength. It's got a new deal. Uh, Miami was a huge success, let's face it. And I don't think anybody doubts that Las Vegas will be a success. I, I'm really interested to see what the undercard will be. I wish there were more Formula 4, more Formula 3, uh, the sort of things that uh, uh, the way we get to see the likes of Ranchin, you know, doing what they do in front of a big audience because that's important. There's a disconnect in my mind at the moment between the FIA junior series coming up uh we've seen what's happened to the w series and they are trying to mend ways by doing a formula four version for young women of 16 um but i think this is an area of motorsport and lewis hamilton was vociferous about this last week um that we're not really putting enough time and energy into and that is uh the junior formula and women in motorsport full stop all right we got a couple of comments that are coming in on youtube and other places um danny rick seems to be the uh have the the driver Driver of the day is official now, by the way. Ah, good man. Driver of the day for Daniel Ricardo. Not, not, in you, not in Japan, he's not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, Bob, you were right. I think that's uh, a worthy choice after today. I think that was probably the most exciting thing we saw all day was Daniel Ricardo. Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, what else? It's, um, oh, somebody hit Mike says, I enjoyed the little spat between Ocon and Botas, lap 43. There was some other action on the track. It wasn't just Daniel Ricardo, but close. <laughs> uh, what else, Jonathan? Uh, I, obviously, Daniel Rick stands out, but I thought the Alonso sat was having one of the, his best outings all season. Yeah. And again, uh, the Alpine is, you know, kind of uh, punching, not above its weight, it's it's, it's coming into its own. I, I'm now beginning to wonder whether um, his decision to leave uh, is at the right time or the wrong time because um, I think Alpine are going to be a force to be reckoned with, especially with Gasly and Ocon. Ocon has held his own against every teammate he's had, including Alonso, who he is ahead in the points. And I think he's going to push Gasly all the way, and I think Alpine, by that fact, will become a very, very uh, potent force next year. All right, we're hoping to connect Chris Medlin because he's at the Mexico Grand Prix, and I have a feeling, guys, we're going to have a little trouble with Chris because of the crowd. <laughs> uh, we had trouble getting him on the pre-show. We'll get him, though. He'll, if nothing else, he'll send us some interviews, but I just checked. Uh, Chris said that uh, 
some penalties. What was it? Oh, Magnuson summoned for driving slowly on the also on the recon lap as well as how could, how could they Latifi. tell? <laughs> Ouch. By the way, nice. on a positive side, Haas currently in eighth position. Remember, they scored nothing uh, last year. Thirty-six points, one point ahead of AlphaTauri. Two races to go. It's going to be hard to stop AlphaTauri, um, given Gasly's form, given Sonoda now coming through. Um, those boys are going to have to be on their money uh, in the next two races, but I'd love to see them finish eighth, uh, and that would be not that many points off Aston Martin. Pretty impressive, given the last couple of years, fallow years they've had. But this was the preparation that they set out to do, which was to not develop, uh, and they've done, I think, a hell of a sterling job, uh, given that they've bounced back the way they have. Yeah, and let me just run down the entire order today in case you missed it. Verstappen wins the race, of course, followed by Hamilton. Checo Perez, home race on the podium. Uh, if you can't win the race, I guess that's the next best thing for him. The crowd loved well, it. Go ahead. Uh, well, you go ahead, and I'll, I'll I'll make a point about the standings when you get done. Yeah, ah. sure. Um, and then Russell in fourth, and followed by the two Ferrari signs and Leclerc in sixth. Daniel Ricciardo seventh, like we talked about, good finish. Esteban Ocon eighth, Lando Norris ninth. Valtteri Bottas finished in the points after having a really good start to the weekend. That was exciting to see. Gasly, Albon, Zhou Guan Yu in thirteenth, Vettel down in fourteenth, Lance Stroll, Schumacher in in sixteenth, Magnus in seventeenth, and and then Latifi 18th and Alonso disappointing to not finish the race. Uh, what was your point about about those standings? Well, um, there's a couple of battles brewing that I think are going to be a lot of fun, and they were affected today. I mean, yep. in the constructors where the money is really paid, Alpine and McLaren came in 11 points apart for fourth behind the big three teams in the constructors. They are now three points apart with two races to go. And uh, down in eighth place, Haas is now holding off AlphaTauri yep. by just just one point yeah. for that position with millions of dollars in prize money at stake. And in the battle for runner-up in the Drivers' Championship, Charles Leclerc is only two points ahead of Sergio Perez right now as Red Bull tries to pick up the only honors they haven't already claimed, and that would be to have two drivers finish 1-2 in the championship, which they've never done before. Mm. Hey, Jonathan, there's some comments coming in on social that are directed. One of them is actually asking a question directly. We'll get to that one next, but the first one is from Frank, and he says, right on for more of the junior circuit on the undercard for these races. That's how we can develop more North American drivers. Absolutely. Let's carry out. Don't ask me. (laughs) Grinning ear to ears, we talk about this. Ryan, you have a singular goal, don't you? Yeah, for Formula One, obviously. <laughs> no, well, you say that. Um, yeah. It's not for North American. There are other options. Yeah. Um, so tell us about that. Why? I mean, it's it's the top tier of motorsports, really. So, I mean, you see the cars um, in person. Like last weekend, we were out at F1, and you see the cars in person. And it's, yeah, as a racing driver, you want to you want to do that because you just see the speed. There's nothing else like it. I so I, I love this. I love this. The singular. It's like set my goal there. You know, I'll I'll worry about what's below that <laughs> later. If I don't make it there, that's great, right? Exactly. I, I love that. Thank you. Well, well, I think, you know, the the right approach. You just keep doing things, aiming for that as you go. I mean, grab every steering wheel you can, but, you know, keep looking at the goal. We've seen so many of them that get uh, get an opportunity to go into other series as they're headed that way, but it's, it's maintain that course. One thing I will say, uh, observing sort of Ryan and the rest of his, you know, counterparts, the rest of his uh, competition, um, because I've done a lot of F4 and F3 in the last few years here in the States, and, and you know I've done McCowan and Toyota, but I think what I notice about Ryan, which is rare in a young driver, is he was tuned in at 15 to the importance of raising money and understanding that that is such a huge part. There are 200,000 drivers who can drive
lie within a tenth of each other. I'm picking that figure out of nowhere. Yeah. But in my opinion, that's kind of what we're talking about. And imagine if you're a, uh, an athlete that did the 100 meters. A lot of people can do 11 seconds or 12 seconds or even under that. But it's very few people that understand the business of Formula One. And Ryan stands out to me of all the guys he competes against of being uh, a kind of a sponsor's dream in terms of showing up, in terms of shaking the hands, explaining stuff uh, and, and being present and understanding that, that, that actually that side of it is, if not 50, more than that about, about being a modern racing driver. And that that is something that, you, you know, when you meet somebody Ryan's age, you, you, you expect them to be full of confidence, very fast, um, but they still are sort of young and they haven't quite picked up on the, the business side of it. But Ryan's already ahead of his counterparts that way. That's right, Ryan. You're 16 right now? Uh, 17. 17. You just turned 17 recently, didn't you? Uh, February. Okay. I was thinking he was... 20th? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, close. Uh, yeah, and you're right, Jonathan. You don't see yeah. the driver and the dad and and all the people involved doing all the steps right because there's a lot of places you can fumble the ball and not do this right, and you're doing a great well, job. You know, I mean, not being funny, but look at the greatest driver of all time. Lewis Hamilton was doing this with his dad. His dad had four jobs, and Lewis was at the Autosport Awards picking up his prize as a, a karting guy and walking straight over to Ron Dennis and saying, I want to drive yeah. for you one day. Uh, and, and you know, these things are sometimes forgotten. Um, likewise, Verstappen, the current world champion, literally was born into this sport. His father, Jos, was as big a superstar in many ways uh, and had the following back in the day, I remember it well, uh, that he has. Uh, now it's obviously the Orange Army is even bigger than it ever was. But, you know, like I said, it, it's a side of motor racing that a lot of people out there don't really give credit to, which is um, you, you've got to work it. You've got to work, work the floorboards. Ryan, who is the guy you're going to walk up to at awards night this year? <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> maybe Christian Horner yeah. or Helmet Marco. There you go. There you go. Good call. Or maybe Michael Andretti if he's in wow. the and Even, even better. Even I'll, I'll better. go to them all. Yeah, there you go. That's the right attitude. Increase my chances. Uh, Alright, gentlemen, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we will talk more to Mr. Ryan Sheehan, but we'll talk a little bit more about the Mexican Grand Prix. And also we have lots of F1 stories, including an interview with Michael Andretti we did at Coda. You're listening to Speed City back after these messages. USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com That's MotivationUSA.com If you want to know where the path to Formula One and Indy begins, it's three simple letters. VRD. VRD Racing of Atlanta, Georgia are dedicated to nurturing young, single-seater drivers on their quest to the pinnacle of motorsport. Having just wrapped up the team's championship title in 2021 in the F4 US Championship, 
They also have programs in FR Americas, the all-new USF Juniors, and the Road to Indy. VRD is the perfect environment for success. To join the team, drop them a DM on Instagram at Velocity underscore RD. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. Hoping to get Chris Medland here pretty soon. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, the cell service just may not be working for Chris, but hopefully he'll send us a clip or two during this post-race show. All right, guys, um, we were we were talking to young Ryan Sheehan. He is our guest in the studio here in Austin. He did the the dream where he saw Race Dakota and said, I want to do that, and has turned that into a dream. But we didn't announce your big news, Ryan, because not only have you done the karting thing, you've now are competing for the championship. Championship in USF four going to do that what next weekend here in Austin? Yeah, uh, Wednesday through Friday. Yeah. Next week. So now is that the final race of the season? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Okay, so for all the marbles next weekend, and I know you're not. You're in third, third right now, fourth, fourth, fourth right now, and you may not win the championship. But look, the trajectory. I think any driver, coach, or team, or sponsor, anybody looking at you, they're looking at that trajectory, right? Where you started at the season, going, "This is my first year in F- USF four. I don't know how to even do this," and here you are now winning couple races on the podiums all this recently but how did it come about that you have this big news where you are going to go to the toyota racing series and before you answer that question i want to get jonathan to set up the toyota racing series because he is literally the voice of the toyota for how many years uh, yeah 11 years <laughs> so but, but just tell everybody the significance of the toyota racing series it is in my opinion uh, and i don't think that's just my opinion it is without doubt the best junior single-seater series in the world 
Uh, it's run brilliantly. Uh, New Zealand, I don't have to tell you about what they've produced in racing drivers uh, from Scott Dixon to Liam Lawson, currently, uh, you know, a reserve driver for um, uh, for AlphaTauri and the current AlphaTauri driver. The last time I was there, Yuki Tsunoda uh, was just a kid, just the same age as Ryan, and nobody knew who he was, really. He came over from Japan. He was a, you know, 100 dream thing, and now he's the Formula One guy. Liam Lawson's that close. Uh, Marcus Armstrong, again, I mean, the list is of a, is a well, Lando, who's who's. Lando Land, Norris. Well, if I, I, if, I go through, yeah, if I go through the champions, Lando Norris um, uh, was a champion. Lance Stroll was a champion. Liam Lawson was a champion. And then you've got drivers. I mean, five of the current FIA Formula 3 drivers were all X. Uh, you know, I mean, it really is a who's who. And what's so good about it is it's six weeks of racing, over 3,500 kilometers of racing. And so, therefore, it's a 15-round series <laughs> jammed into six weeks weeks so don't crash ryan for god's sake but no i mean but that sorts out the men from the boys or the girls from the from the men whatever you look at it uh, it is tough uh, it's very intense you are racing from a thursday through sunday uh you are up against the very best juniors in the world helmet marco watches every race and we have at least one red bull junior every year um and we've had them over the years um you know lucas hour was, was became a red bull driver because of going to the toyota series liam lawson was offered a contract on the day he finished and won his championship he was offered a contract by helmet marco on the spot and he was fighting against uh, marcus armstrong who became a ferrari junior so there is no doubt in my mind if you want to know where the future of formula one is tune in to the toyota racing series okay ryan how did it happen yeah obviously we were doing really good uh, in the middle of the year uh, around the the summer break uh, it was they'd kind of talked about it the team uh obviously i raced with crosslink kiwi or kiwis new zealand um, they run their own team down there. So it was always kind of a thought. Um, but we were doing really good. So they kind of brought it up. They said, just think about it. Uh, it might be good for you. And then we just kept the momentum going. Got a few race wins. Got a few podiums. Um, so they were like, you should really consider this. Uh, so, yeah, we signed the contract a few weeks ago. And, yeah, now we're on our way in January. And funnily enough, the team that Ryan runs for at Kiwi, uh, Kiwi Motorsport, um, they are one of the five teams in the Toyota Racing Series. And they are a Kiwi team but because it's their summer uh, in January and February the Kiwi Motorsport um, are based here uh, during their winter uh, run by Gary Orton and Tina Larson and they are quite literally the most successful Formula 4 team in the USA pretty impressive mm. good, good, to be, good to be connected with them so absolutely technically and the specs of these cars are they in that global F4 series that they're all the same car spec or are they it's deviated actually, no anyway? no he's going up a championship it's 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 uh, a series of FIA spec Formula 3 cars oh. but with a slightly different chassis than they use in the FR uh, Championship here they use Ligier here uh, they, they'll be using Titus uh, chassis but they're exactly the same cars to the point of the W Series which of course the girls run they ran they they took the cars shipped them up to Singapore so the cars that he'll be racing are the ones that uh, were in the W Series and they are exactly the same uh, obviously they've got a Toyota uh, engine in the back um, but it's the same it's the yeah it's exactly the same spec as F FIA F3. So if you can succeed in that, that's why it's such an, an important championship because the team managers from all over the world are looking at, at, at how you do in this very intense uh, series in six weeks to look ahead to the series. And of course, having done 3,000 kilometers, you go straight into the summer series in March uh, of either uh, a national F FR series or F3 series uh, all over the world. So these guys have got a real step up uh, by racing in January and February. I've been watching wow. Ryan as you talk about. 
about how intense this is. He's like, can I, uh, bring can it. I yeah. ask a question here? Yeah, jump in, Bob. Um, hi, Ryan. This is Bob out there in the ether. Um, <laughs> let me ask you, I know it's very early in your career, but do you have professional management now? Or have you spoken with any experienced managers? Yeah, we're actually starting. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, yeah, we're actually starting to do that right now. Um, you know, once okay. we started to get some success. Um, and so they've kind of come out of the woodworks and started to, <laughs> started to appear. So, yeah, we're starting well, to talk to the phone on the fifth ring. <laughs> right. Check their uh, check their records, but there's a lot of good ones out there, and I think that's really important in a young driver's career. Yeah, your family has been there with you all the way, paying all that money, doing whatever they needed to do, but, you know, it, pretty soon you're going to have to make very strategic moves, even at the lower levels of the junior series, and so I'd, I'd recommend that you get someone you trust. Yeah, absolutely. Thank yeah, you. I got a question for you. Uh, I just mentioned the business side that I, I've seen you, uh, you know, propel yourself well in. What has been the hardest thing? Uh, tell. I mean, there's a lot of kids out there wonder want to get their daughter or their son into this uh, what has been the hardest thing uh, to learn about motor racing Ugh. yeah i do think it is probably 80 20 on the business side because you know you're only racing four days a month maybe um, mm. sometimes it's even a longer gap than that so yeah and then the rest of the time you're you know working on sponsors um working you know with your team so yeah it is mostly business i'd say well okay business absolutely important but you still got to drive how do you stay in tune mm. only being on the track four times a month are you uh, going to you know here we've got New Braunfels Houston Dallas Carding all that are you going out to those areas to stay tuned or what do you do for that not really any carding um, especially during the season just because it's so different um, that I feel like race car drivers will usually use carding for like fitness um, you'll see you know, F1 drivers doing it in the winter time um, but they don't really do it during the season just because I think it kind of you have it takes time to get back um, used to the car um, so they haven't really wanted me to, to drive anything else so it's limited to just testing in the car at a at a local track but that takes money so you can't do that every every week so, so where do you do that around here crescent uh crescent. msr crescent, yeah, yeah. MSR crescent. Yep. it's where uh the team is located so it's it's really easy to just you know, drive out of the garage and nice track laps. too good club sport track yeah folks uh we're getting some feedback people are liking the interviews on youtube and other places uh we got andy p popping in to give us a couple of messages he'll andy, be a manager yeah <laughs> yeah andy p says uh could not believe after Friday when all the teams said they were a step too hard on tires and so many went to the hardest compound, especially Mercedes. Says great job by Ricardo who ran the mediums till the absolute end and went to and then went racy into the softs. That was the way to go. That was nice. Uh, Frank says it's a great interview, very enlightening, guys. I, I'm glad you guys are enjoying that because it's interesting. We're getting to see the genesis of the idea that mm-hmm. he wanted to be a race driver, and we're following it all the way through and to now stepping up. Really, what I this is the big time now going to yeah. no the question. Toyota racing series yeah yeah no doubt about it and that's fascinating well hey bob varsha do you want to give us a quick update on the standing to see yeah i'm gonna fall on my sword here a little bit Uh, (laughs) i don't know how this happened uh but checking the constructors standings they've now changed since i i said what i said earlier about the the great battles uh behind the big three teams um which is weird because the driver standings did not change the constructors said i wish they'd figured this stuff out before they post it but the news is even better because uh while uh, Alpine and McLaren are seven points apart for mm-hmm. fourth among constructors, there's a battle for sixth between Alfa Romeo and Aston Martin. That's only four points apart. Yeah. And then you have the the the, the run for eighth place, which didn't change. It's Haas by one point over AlphaTauri since none of those four drivers scored points today. But in the drivers, it's still Leclerc over Perez by two, unless they change the standings again. <laughs> yeah. So that's my 
my that's well, my caveat. I, I like the idea of Perez being so close to Leclerc. It could be a, a it could be a Red Bull one too if they play their cards right. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, how the mighty have fallen at the beginning of the season. It's almost it seems like a year ago or last season when Ferrari was leading the championship by a pretty good chunk, if I'm not mistaken. Something it's like, like sixty three points or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. It yeah. was it was yeah. a pretty decent amount, and mm-hmm. here we are with them. Just and com- by the way, yeah, Hamilton could catch. Uh, Carlos Sainz, and even, uh, and uh, you know, uh, finish behind uh, Russell, his teammate. Well, at the moment, according to the site, for that extra count, <laughs> Don't hit uh, refresh. Hamilton says 216 and Sainz at 212, so we're only four points spread between those guys. And I love seeing that competition between those two. All right, gentlemen, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll have more Formula One discussion after the break. Hey guys, we are very excited to welcome our new sponsor, Allstop Brewery, to Speed City. These guys make a fantastic beer, and I'm going to let Jonathan talk about it, but I'm going to tell you about it. When I tasted it, I am not a big beer aficionado. I like a nice cold beer, but I'm always worried about a craft beer or a new beer that it's going to have a funky taste, especially aftertaste. This beer was fantastic. I have absolutely no uh no qualms at all that this is my new favorite beer but jonathan you know why what makes it so special the water and the recipe well yeah i mean these guys have done their research and do it right and they've even imported the right water to do it right i mean it it, i tell you this i'll start beer fantastic and i'm uh, you know most europeans are snobs about their beer uh, and I, I'm, I'm definitely one of those. Because, You're definitely a snob? Yes, okay. about my beer. Okay. Uh, <laughs> because there's no question, carbonation has always been my issue here in the States. It's overcarbonated. And our lagers, our pilsners and lagers in Europe, um, uh, especially German ones, are not that heavily carbonated. And that's a key thing. And that's the first thing that uh, hit me was just how well they've done the beer. Uh, it's based out of Fredericksburg. It's, uh, it's got a great tie-in because, obviously, Fredericksburg, a German town, and now they've got a Texas German beer, and it's cracking. Yeah, and the uh, the facility out there, it's amazing. They've, they've really done it right. It's really fantastic. So so check it out. You can get it at all the local HEBs and everything else, right? Yep. Uh, it's around all around Texas. You can get it. Uh, they sell it in... Uh, uh, on on the shelf there as a Texas beer, but uh, I'll tell you what, you're in, right back in Germany when you drink it. And it's Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. Altstadt Beer, A-L-T-S-T-A-D-T, beer.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back. We're in the studio in Austin, Texas. We're in the backup studio today. It sounds a little rough. We're uh, working in the backup studio. Uh, but we have our special guest, Ryan Sheehan, in the booth with us. And we are talking about the Mexico Grand Prix, talking about his path to Formula One. And, um, Ryan, I do want to ask you about going down to New Zealand. Uh, you'll have a little bit of a safety blanket because you'll have Jonathan there to hang on to. <laughs> and uh, and, and your, your folks that you've been working with are from down there, Kiwi. Yeah. So you've got all this comfort zone. I mean, you feel like you kind of have a leg up because of all that? Yeah. Um, I'm technically not even racing with uh, the same people. Uh, we're actually, my engineer. Uh, explain he, that, yeah. Yeah, my engineer here works with Crosslink Kiwi, but he has his own team down there. Oh. Uh, so to keep some continuity, I'm racing for his team. Okay. But, Stephen Giles, Giles yeah. Motorsport, who are one of the most successful teams in New Zealand, um, and also a former McLaren uh, engineer. So a pretty handy team to be with. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, genius so yeah, yeah really excited to be with him very cool i like that uh let's see i'm just looking through some of the stuff that everybody wanted to talk in the show um bob what was the story about the we had we had the checkered flag incident last week we had tim apple tim, <laughs> <laughs> mr is, enthusiasm yeah that that was the uh, most unenthusiastic flag wave i have ever seen with the ceo of apple just slowly waving but, no, wait a minute does <clears throat> apple even sponsor anything f1 am i missing it no i don't think they do. I, I, think think the right. movie, um, I think the movie that they're making is going to be on It's all going to be Apple TV. Oh, that's, that's right. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. There's the connection. Thank you, Ryan. Glad you're here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bob, Bob, what was the other flag waving? Uh... Oh, gosh. I, I don't know. They they need to give these celebrity flag wavers some kind I of know. Oh, the British model. There. Yeah, I mean, over the years, there's been incident after incident. I think uh, Serena Williams oh. was waving a flag once, and she kind of gave it one of those Tim Cook-style things. Um, <laughs> Which is surprising. Grand Prix once. Giselle Bunchen, uh, soon to be the ex Mrs. Tom Brady, um, <laughs> she was up there and she waved it on the wrong lap. Good so, work. You know, everybody <laughs> That's was right. asleep at the stage. So, you know, this kind of stuff happens when you get people out there who don't know what they're doing. So, I don't know what the solution is, but I think uh, a quick primer in uh, how to wave the flag would be good because, you know, that's a it's a moment of the ultimate celebration in a race. And to have, you know, this kind of thing going on is. Yeah. Know, is is just silly. You know? Yeah, you know, if you want to, if you want to laugh, we we should bring the guy back from the '60s. If you go on YouTube and look at Formula One finishes at Rouen or or uh, you know, the guy has two flags. Yeah. He jumps up in the air and he's on the track waving the flags. Now that we need. Yeah, the, there, the, you there, go. there was a guy at Watkins Glen who did it during that 20-year stretch, uh, and his name just escapes me. I want to say Tech something or other, but I don't know. Anyway, same kind of deal. He would step out there on the track, and and if you look, as Jonathan said, it any of the old videos of races finishing, you'll often see guys out there on the track, even at Le Mans, the 24 That's hours. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Jump right out there on go. the track and <laughs> risk body and soul, you know, just to make it exciting. Yeah. But gee whiz, I hope you do a well, better job running the company than you do waving What was such an exciting team. race. I know, it just I know. so juxtaposed. Yeah, exactly. The exact yeah. anticlimactic wah-wah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the other one was uh, the European model, Winnie Harlow. She was running around with Lewis for a while, very recognizable. Well, she she waved the flag a lap early. Hey, guys. Uh, Chris Medlin apparently has been a busy boy because I have seen that popped up on the screen that we have an interview that he did with Toto Wolf. Wow. So Good man. Checking our time. We got plenty of time. Let's go to that now. 
Toto, it was a... Uh... It looked like a, a bit of a losing battle after the first couple of corners. Is there much else you think you could have done today to take the fight to Max? Uh, I'm not sure, but I think uh, it was worth to try with the tyres. Um, uh, but I take the positives. We, are, we have a car that's starting to compete at the front. We're not miles away anymore, with, but still. So, yeah, continue to develop and have a good good mindset. Yeah, because once you started on the mediums, I guess there wasn't really many other opportunities in terms of strategy for you to go for? Yeah, we were stuck. By that, by that moment, we were committed to the one-stop uh, medium-hard, and uh, the other guys, uh, you know, had a had a possible two stop or, or medium soft so yeah it is what it is you know we need to analyze were you surprised that the soft medium held up though for Red Bull uh, yeah uh, at least with Checo we thought that tyre needs to go a certain stage because he hammered it at the beginning but it didn't it held on and uh, against against the model so it will be interesting to understand and you mentioned though like getting closer improving the car you're also chipping away at that gap to Ferrari is that a goal to try and get to them in second in the constructors this year yeah of course but um, they had an off weekend um, this weekend so uh, they are still they are still strong and and to be to be uh, accounted for. You are quicker than them in race pace, though, aren't you now? The last couple of races, do you not feel you have the edge? Yeah, we were quicker, but don't forget, I still have it in my mind. Like three or four races ago, when they when they when they outperformed us, so we need to be careful by thinking this is all super easy now. Oh well, you've worked hard to get to this position. So what are your hopes for Brazil next time out? Because that's another track at altitude. Do you think it'll suit you? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, the, our models told us that this is the best one, uh, but maybe we can prove the models wrong. Are you enjoying the way the season's ending now? Because this momentum to take into next year. Ah uh, well. I'd rather win more, but uh, yeah, momentum is there. Great stuff. Thank you, Tessa. Uh, what do you think, Jonathan? Yeah, I mean, for a team that uh, has to go right back to the annals to look when they didn't last have at least one win in a season, this has been a really rough year for Mercedes, who, let's face it, have dominated the, the world of Formula One for so long. Um, and, you know, there was a bit of sportsmanship today. They, they admitted that they got the wrong tyres. Um, you heard Toto on the thing, and you also heard... Uh, uh, both Russell and Hamilton, but he's always complaining about his tyres. Um, but now the fight is on for a, a sort of a, a mini comeback to see if they could beat Ferrari, who, let's face it, up until the first half of the season, we thought were going to be the champions themselves. So um, I think that would be a, a small victory uh, for Mercedes. Uh, and as you heard there, he'd prefer to have more wins and they're looking towards the future. But the team have got through this together. And I think Lewis's remarks at the end, uh, keep you know, keep pushing, keep pushing. I mean, he seems as motivated as ever and has been talking in this last week about a, a multi-year deal. So, uh, Sorry, I think some of you couldn't hear the clip and I apologize for that. But um, but yeah, Toto sounded, I don't know, the tone was kind of... Um, Humble? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's little, the right word. A yeah. little bit, yeah, because, I mean, you're just not used to hearing that from Toto, are you? Right, right. Really not uh, excuses. It's, uh, you know, took his pill and the lumps and that was that. And you, Yeah, and you remember when, when Red Bull were at the height of their powers with Vettel and Weber... Um, Mercedes were still on the up and up, you know, just coming through. And so, you know, <laughs> you could almost argue that half the factory at Red Bull uh, probably, you know, have, have never really tasted the, the sort of victory uh, and um, dominance they're, they're having this season. So, you know, it's just a, it's a point worth making. And I loved the idea of Mercedes potentially uh, taking it all the way to Abu Dhabi, um, just, just right. clipping them at the last moment. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Ryan? Who's your, I mean, I, I mean, you obviously follow Formula One. Well, how closely do you follow Formula One, and who uh, kind of inspires or would you look up to want to emulate? I mean, obviously, I, I follow F super closely, watching every practice that, that I can, unless I'm you know, in, in Japan at 1 a.m. Uh, the night before a race. <laughs> like Ask it. Bob about that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, following it as close as I can. Um, I'm a pretty big Verstappen fan, uh -huh. just because as a driver, he's who you want to strive to be. Um, you know, aggressive, does.
doesn't make mistakes. So, yeah, I'm a big Verstappen fan. That's that's interesting that you pick him um, because, he, you know, yes, of course, he's popular with the Orange Army, um, but um, he's not everybody's best cup of tea. Um, but you're right. Um, he makes very few mistakes. You can't help but be impressed. Uh, 14 wins in a season. I think that's actually at 24. He's only a few years older than you. And what was it? I, I was looking at the, the thing. 190th podium today. I mean, sorry, that was uh, Hamilton. But 34th win at 24. That is, I mean, I've been following Formula One since the 70s. And I, I, I can't think back to somebody in his age who potentially could beat Schumacher's uh, and Hamilton's accolades. Uh, you know, we always, we always used to say during the Prost Center, it'll never happen again. Uh, you know, nobody will get four championships. Nobody will get Schumacher comes along. Uh, you know, seven. It, uh, yeah. it really is amazing. I'm going to say, okay, Max on the track, but Lando in person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's I hear nice. a similarity to this. I mean, comp, you know, well-placed confidence, professionalism, and uh, well spoken. Did, did I mention Lando Norris came to the Toyota Racing Series? Oh, and Joe Guan Yu. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to answer your question, the last winless Formula One season for Mercedes was 2011. Yep, exactly. Wow. That's a long time ago now. Mm. Yeah. Amazing. And, I mean, Toto, for people who couldn't hear Toto, Jonathan, do you think that they're, have they got a shot? Yes, I do. I really do. I think the, the momentum of the team, you heard it there with, I mean, the whole weekend, they got, they got the wrong tire choice. Uh, they did it great in qualifying. Um, they made a mess up strategically, perhaps, uh, and that's why Verstappen was able to dominate. Um, they were faultless, as Ryan points out. Um, you know, uh, Perez had his problems, and therefore Verstappen uh, didn't have the help that he might have needed. Russell and Hamilton were in a position had uh, Hamilton held on to the lead when he got it because uh, remember he started uh, on the um, medium tires compared to the soft um, but that ended up being a compromise that they had you know that they, they couldn't uh, you know they couldn't last as well as well and, and Toto just admitted it just then mm. all right guys I want to talk Andretti okay because I have to talk Andretti almost every show and um, the effort... I think you're right to do so to be fair I, I'm glad I, I you know I'm joking but I think somebody needs to that's really my point so i started looking yesterday going what's going on we haven't heard anything except what we found out at coda and we saw michael andretti there and in fact Les, you went and caught up with him and we're going to go ahead and play this clip now of it's it's just a quick little 30 second clip just literally caught up with him in the paddock as he was walking by he was generous enough to stop and give us but let's hear from he's got to know us yeah let's hear from uh, michael andretti we're making progress that's about all i could say i think uh you know we're we're still headed in the right direction uh, so I'm guessing you're probably here having meetings and uh, everybody's in the same town and you can get a lot of work done, you know, uh, when everybody's right here. How soon do you think the soonest would be we would see an Andretti car on grid? Uh, I mean, our, our goal is still for 24, so, you know, we'll see. Is it going to happen? I'm not sure, but uh, we're not going to stop until we're told we can't. <laughs> what names would be in the Andretti car? <laughs> well, that... A little, little early for that, but uh, obviously Colton uh, would be uh, leading the way for sure. Interesting. Yeah, and Les, don't don't let that little giggle when he's saying it's too early. Because <laughs> yeah, three that, days later. Well, not only that, that's how you get a good answer out of somebody. You you never know, right? So right. yeah, no. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you've got to ask the obvious uh, I mean, sometimes. Well, there we go. On the twenty fifth, couple of days later, Colton Herta, Cambridge extend with Andretti through twenty seven. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That that it was. And that's yeah. So the the points of that were you know they're making progress. They're not they they're not giving up. And twenty twenty four when they hope to be on the grid. So. 
we just don't know, guys. But I, I think we just keep pushing and, and asking. And, and also in the press today, um, you know, we've got the announcement that Porsche will be the Sauber works team or make them a works team. So therefore, they're going to supply engines to um, Alfa Romeo and Sauber. Um, Audi, so, sorry. Uh, duh, thank you, Ryan. <laughs> uh, Audi. Um, but does that there op- therefore open the door? They, I mean, Andretti announced that they were going Renault, but they still haven't got their place yet. Um, and I don't think unless contracts have been signed and it's a long way to 24, um, there could be a possibility of them being the guinea pig for Audi. Excuse me. Um, God, I'm glad you corrected me on that. <laughs> yeah. um, but, breaking um, news. Breaking gonna, news. No, but, gonna... but, you know, why not? I mean, and of course, he's already got a fantastic relationship with Honda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the Andretti has history with Porsche also. Uh, that's true. And so what it... In E, right? Does... Yeah. Does Porsche and the Andretti name, that combination, do they compound each other's interest to FIA and F1 to get on the grid and go, oh, okay, if That's you two exactly are coming together, why not? I think that, Interesting. I think that, and I'm not the only one. I mean, if you look around, if you do a little digging, you have to dig a little bit. But Put that in your pipe, Toto. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Varsha, what do you think? I mean, Porsche and, and Andretti sounds like a great marriage to me. Well, that certainly would be a convenient tie-up. Um, especially since uh, Andretti and Porsche are going to join forces in the uh, Formula E World Championship mm-hmm. next year with uh, with some terrific drivers. So, uh, yeah, I think the uh, the fact that the Andretti folks and the Porsche folks get together and start comparing notes about lots of things, um, you know, could be a good step in the right direction. And if they were to go knocking on the door of the FIA in Paris saying, mm. okay, we're the complete package now. Here's your powerhouse international motoring brand that you wanted so badly teaming up with an exciting new team with an extraordinary legacy and a proven history in motorsports up to and including the indy 500 and what have you uh you know i don't i don't see how they can turn them down it's just you know it's it's just beyond comprehension that they would not want an andretti porsche team on the grid or an andretti anything yeah i agree and look what the porsche audi battle in WEC in sports car championship has done around the world for both those brands and for the sport of of, uh, of sports car racing over the last decade. So, yeah, I mean, Formula One would be idiots not to, to, to see that as a, a fantastic battle going head-to-head. And well, and Jonathan... Porsche was in on Formula One back in the late 50s. Yes, uh, well, and, and uh, more recently, too. Uh, what well, about... yeah, look at the the, the late 80s. When yeah, with Williams. The Tag exactly. Heuer Porsche, went out, or the Tag Porsche, I should say, yes. uh, went out and swept up the floor with everybody, with Prost and Senna at McLaren. Maybe that's what they're afraid of. The one thing that is... That, <laughs> Maybe. Uh, that occurred to me while I was thinking about Andretti coming back to Formula One somehow is that I wrote down it would bring a genuine genuineness to Formula One that we're kind of losing. We've lost the Williams team and their legacy, Bruce McLaren, and you know it's not the Ken same. Tyrrell. I mean, am I am I on the right track there? I, mean, uh, I think you are. Yeah, I actually do. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, you're describing the very phenomenon that is um, that's proving a drag on the Andretti efforts. That Formula One apparently doesn't yeah. give a rap's you know what about their history. And their legacy um and uh, and i think that's a shame and yeah. it's not unusual in motorsports i can tell you from 40 years of doing this but yeah it's a it's a big mistake if they forget all the things you're talking about the great names the great seasons the great champions the um and the dear departed i mean it's it's glorious stuff bob we're gonna take that clip and send it to the fia and the formula one all right we're gonna, <laughs> t- we're gonna take a break ladies and gentlemen and we'll be back after these messages
As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky. The source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing. WindingRoadRacing.com. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, Jonathan, you got a theory on Mario Andretti and Michael Andretti's efforts? Well, I, you know, I think it, it it is tantamount to everything we've been saying. We're now 10 years old, and we wanted a track. Uh, we wanted a team. Um, we wanted a driver. Uh, and those drivers are in big abundance, including the man sitting to my right, because <laughs> you do have Colton Herter, you do have Pato Award, who... Let's face it, uh, I know he's from Mexico, but he hails from down the road in San Antonio. You've got Cameron Das, you've got uh, Juan Manuel Carrera, uh, you've got uh, uh, Jack Crawford in Texas Monthly this week. Yep. The world is waking up to what Formula One is, what this sport is to the rest of the globe. And so I would turn to Ryan at 17 and go, man, you timed that well. <laughs> because, <laughs> I was because, thinking that you same know? thing, Jonathan. So, I mean, the, the point is, these guys are getting recognition, they're starting to be seen, and that can only mean that more people are getting interested. We've seen that from 440,000. Uh, now it needs some wealthy people to go, God, why am I not involved? How can I get involved in this? Because, um, you know, um, money talks in Formula One, and I think if uh, Andretti gets off the, off the, you know, off the on the grid, uh, more will follow. I think Haas, with their new sponsor, MoneyGram, it just shows you we are now starting to see, uh, and I would argue, and Bob, back me up if you will, um, half the grid in America is has an American influence, whether it be a team principal or in the case of Williams, Doralton Capleton, investor, uh, and obviously has. Well, I know that, you know, uh, one of the marketing folks I know, they use a barometer, or I'll say they use Walmart as a yeah. geographical barometer for where growth is in, you know, in ge uh, geography or even products. But you know what? Walmart's on an F1 car now. There you go. Yeah, good point, good point. And of course, let's not you, forget. You can't buy an F1 car at Walmart, just to straighten <laughs> things out, though. Yeah. It's in the toy it's section, It's aisle nine, still. if you're looking. Not, not products, but not the car, yeah. And uh, we had Lewis Hamilton on um, Jimmy Kimmel? Yes. Or Fallon? One of the Jimmies. <laughs> one and of the Jimmies. Late night did Jimmy. You, did you, it was actually a really good little interview. It was kind of, uh, Lewis opened up a little more. Did, did you hear what kind of car he has that he still drives? A Mini. An old Mini. Right. And he, said, he said, and I quote, the Mr. Grace car. The Mr. Bean's car. The Mr. Bean car. By the way, I was just down in the New Zealand rally, and you know we were talking about Minis because we had a parade of, of great rally cars, and the Mini were right in the middle of it. Of course. And yeah, I mean, if you want to want to feel what it's like to be a racing driver, get a Mini, and, and you don't even have to cross over the speed limit, and you'll you'll feel like Ryan Sheehan. <laughs> there you go. 
<laughs> Ryan, what about the timing of where your career is? Your career is just starting to, to peak. The United States is now rabid with F1. I, I went to, to pick up food for my family Friday night, and it was during FP2. And I walk in, and I see these two 10-year-old kids just eating their tacos, looking up at the screen. And I had my phone already watching it, the uh, the practice, and I look up, and that's what they're watching. In, and you in, got a sponsorship while you were there. And yeah. I did get a sponsorship. But, Ryan, what about the timing? Your timing is good. Yeah, I think we just got really lucky. Um, I was seven or eight when Coda was built, and then um, obviously got lucky that my parents took me to a race when I was still you know, young enough to start, but not, I mean, I wasn't like five years old, like some of the, the top tier, the Max Verstappens, who probably started when he was three. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was still young enough to, to get a start and uh, have a long enough to, to learn before I turn 15 and you can get in a car. So. But, but that, to me, is another statement on your uh, acceleration rate in, of your career. You were late to the party, but you got in. Look where you are now, and here you're going to Toyota Racing Series. That, I just got to say, there's probably got to be quite a bit uh, left to go discover <laughs> and accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we still have several <laughs> steps on the ladder. I'm sure we'll be, I shall look back to now and, and think I probably knew nothing. I probably don't know anything, but <laughs> but yeah. All right. Hey, guys, I think we have Chris Medlin. He is showing up on the, there he goes. Hey, Chris, how's it Hello. going, buddy? Oh, I'll tell you, this paddock is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I don't know if we've got time. How long have we got left for the show, we guys? we got about uh, two minutes. It's all you, buddy. Okay, so um, I will apologize firstly that no one's going to hear them now, but they can hear them on Wheel to Wheel on Wednesday. Got interviews with Christian Horner and Daniel Ricciardo. Oh, and Daniel ah. Ricciardo one is one of the strangest interviews I've ever done because to get him safely to his motorhome, we started it near the TV pen. We went through the FIA hospitality unit, through their kitchen, <laughs> out to the back where the bins were. Through We got then covered by security, like wrapped in a ball, uh, marched past a load of fans to the back of the McLaren hospitality, back through their kitchen. They were very surprised by this point. Uh, and then into Daniel's driver room, finally, where he was safe. I, I've, I've never had to do a walk and Who talk. Who had the like best it. food? Was, um, ooh, I can't, I can't say <laughs> it. Well, now it's, it's, like, it's like being a member of the Rolling Stones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was mad. But uh, it's been an incredible atmosphere. It was just, yeah, things have been a bit over TT at times. But um, from Daniel, it was a, a great drive. I thought his race was ruined with his penalty. So I uh, really wanted to speak to him after. He was so down after Austin. To, yeah to kind of talk to him about turning it around. So you can all hear that on Wednesday. Uh, Christian Horner, as you'd expect, very happy. But he, he talked about it being the most special Red Bull season ever with this level of performance. Don't know about you guys, but, I mean, it, it's hard to argue against it. Yeah. There's a chance for the first time they can finish 1-2 sure. one, one, in the two. Drivers' yeah. Championship. Yeah. Uh, what else, Chris? We got about, let's see, we got about a minute left. Any any other final thoughts? So we've got, we've got a few um, decisions have come in after some summons. I haven't seen one from uh, Nicholas Latifi yet, but both Latifi and Magnussen were summoned for driving too slowly on the reconnaissance laps to the grid. Magnussen's got away with no further action. Uh, I'm sure we've touched on it as well, though, talking of penalties. Pierre Gasly, with his penalty today for forcing Stroll off track and getting advantage, he got another penalty point. He now has 10 penalty points. Oh, and they will last until May. So, basically, one more incident with another driver that he's at fault for, and he's going to get a race ban. Wow. So, there's still yeah. things at stake in these final two races. That could change the constructors dramatically against uh, Haas. Yeah. yeah, you imagine it would have to be DeVries or Lawson that would have to go in there. So, um, Yay, yeah, go Liam! <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just chatted to him as well, and um, yeah, he's he's still in AlphaTauri gear, so maybe he's just hoping for that chance. <laughs> Alrighty, you American Express holders, go check it out. Las Vegas tickets go on sale Tuesday for American Express holders. Ah, oh, right. good call. There you go. All right, we're we out of time. time for, we got we got are ten, we out? We got we had ten seconds. What do you got, Bob? Uh, last year's result, top three, all the same, same by nearly identical interviews. Ooh, that is uh, a good uh, one. Intervals. Yeah. All right. Thanks wow. everybody for tuning in. Fifth and sixth last year too. Thanks. Get thanks, out. Bob. All right.
Thanks for <laughs> Rod Sheehan, thank you for coming in. Yes, Thanks thank you. Good luck. Right. In New Zealand. Talk to you next week. Travel safe, y'all. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 